Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. News and notes from around Major League Baseball. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said Kenley Jansen should be available on Thursday against the Phillies. Jansen did suffer a bruised right ankle when he got struck by a comebacker in the ninth inning Tuesday night against Philadelphia. Blue Jays manager Charlie Montoya confirmed Thursday that Ryan Baraki will make his next start in the majors. That'll either be Sunday in Detroit or Monday at home against the Indians. Gene Segura is back in the Phillies lineup on Thursday. Good news as he's been out with a heel issue the past two starts. And in the NBA, Czech Diallo has agreed to a two-year deal with the Suns. The Pelicans didn't pick up the qualifying offer. And Reggie Bullock is going to miss some time to start the 2019-2020 season. The new Knicks guard had surgery on his back. The team said they'll have their medical staff update reporters later this summer. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. Sample, no Greg Sussman. He's out celebrating his bachelor party. Should have got Greg to Skype in. I don't want to bother him though. You know, he's out doing his bachelor thing. Probably got his legs up somewhere. We saw the image earlier. He likes his fruity drinks. He might be in a pool somewhere. I hope the weather's alright in Florida. Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. It's kind of it's kind of crummy here in New York City. That's what that's the word I would use today. It's crummy. But joining me for hour two is uh, Alex Fasano. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex Fazano with a Z. That's right. AKA the the Faz, AKA the Faz. Bordy Barn. What's going I, on, Alex? I'm good to be here, Frankie. Thank you for having me. I don't know where the name Bordy Barn came from. Oh, we're gonna get exactly, into it. But apparently we're gonna get into that. Uh thanks for having me. Honored to be here today. It's an honor to have you in studio here, Alex. Alex is one of our video producers downstairs. He does a great job helping out. Does a lot of behind the scenes stuff, does a lot of uh, graphics with us as well. And you know, no Greg Sussman, I figured. Uh, I'll give the young the young gun a shot here. I appreciate that. The we're young gun appreciates. We're gonna that. talk about some uh, some future bets that Alex wants to throw down here tomorrow. He, he he mentioned this earlier on in the week. He's got some time to kill tomorrow. He's gonna go out to Jersey, maybe with Gabe. I don't know. Don't get yourself in too much trouble if you end up with <laughs> I Gabe. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But he's gonna end up in Jersey tomorrow, and he wants to put in some NFL futures. I'll talk about some MLB and some NBA stuff that I like as well. We'll do that uh, after we come back from the break here. But I mentioned Alex Fasano, a.k.a. the Faz. First of all, before we get into the Bordy Barn thing, where does the Faz come from? So my last name, Fasano, F-A-S-A-N-O, um, in middle school, uh, I went to a Catholic high school, Catholic middle school. So I had a lot of uncles and family members that went to this school. And they actually ended up graduating with one of the gym coaches who ended up teaching there. And when they were in school together, the gym coach, who taught, teaches there now, called my uncle, who was there at the time, Faz. 
And then my other uncle who went there got the name Faz, and my brother who went to high school got the name Faz. It's just like a family name. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I wasn't like expecting it. that cool of a story. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, well, you know, my, uh, my, my, I couldn't get my – my Twitter handle with the S, so I just went with the well, Z. That, that's true too, <laughs> and I, and that's why it is. But that's actually a pretty cool story. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I thought it might have been like the Fonz kind of thing, like a. Yeah, I've, I've gotten the Fonz, <laughs> and I've also gotten uh, that '70s show Fez. You know, uh, I said good day. You ever watched that '70s show? Uh, I actually haven't, but I know I understand why it's so popular. Fez, yes, he, yes. He, it was a great show, and uh, so Fez is one of the other names that I've been confused with. But it is Fez. Fasano, 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 whatever you want to call me. Well, you know, while we're on the topic of that 70s show, I feel like Greg is always flabbergasted is the word I would use to describe how little I know about anything that's going on in the outside world mm-hmm. or just in general. Yeah. I haven't watched that 70s show. I haven't watched Seinfeld in my life. Oh, Frankie. Does, does that surprise you? I mean, do you get... Do you get flabbergasted when you find out some of these things about me? I will say this. Uh, not not only about you, but in general, the lack of common knowledge that I've been around over the last couple of weeks <laughs> is is appalling. I mean, just the co- uh, other day, you know where I'm going with this. We asked uh, the people in the pit downstairs, who invented electricity? To which some people responded, who, Frankie, who invented electricity? I, I was one of those people. I said Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. The answer is Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. And, and mind you, stuff. Alex is younger than me. How old are you, Alex? I'm 23 years old. 24 23 months. years old. I feel like one of those old guys. I remember when I was 23. <laughs> Live it up. I am 27. I'm turning 28 this year. Oh, you're like a grandfather to me. Frank. I don't know, man. I got I to gotta figure this out. I, gotta, I don't know. Maybe it's got to be a uh, company-wide thing where we all kind of just study up on things that we should know, general knowledge Pop things. Pop culture trivia. You know, I, it's pop culture. It's politics. Look, I don't like to get into the politics side of things no. because uh, there's obviously a lot of uh, division in the world right now, oh, and yes. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, there are obviously other reasons that I just kind of think it's boring overall as well. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't get involved in politics, like a lot of pop culture stuff. I don't watch the news. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like having a revelation on the air right now, so excuse me for that, Alex, because it seems like at times I'm reminded that, like, you know more common knowledge things than I do. See, I don't want to go that far. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah, I don't want to go that far, though. I mean, I'm w- right with you. I don't like politics myself. Uh, I don't ever care for politics. To me, <laughs> we lose in the end because people are going to be upset no matter what happens. And we just lost the uh, the Greg Sussman we did. And demographic yeah, that was listening for exactly. uh, for some political updates here. Exactly. And then, sorry to the Greg Sussman uh, demographic. <laughs> we apologize for no political talk. Yes, we do. We do apologize. Uh, the other side of, of that nickname was... Bordy Barn. Oh, God. Now, unless you live in New York or specifically in Long Island, that's mm-hmm. where this takes place, correct? Yes, you got it. You don't know what Bordy Barn is. You probably shouldn't know what Bordy <laughs> Barn is. Uh, I will let Alex describe what Bordy Barn is because a lot of my friends, my cohort, has been a part of Bordy Barn. I have never gone. I've seen many pictures. I, but you've I've, heard of it. I've seen many a catastrophe involved mm-hmm. with uh, Bordy Barn. Please break it down to the viewers now, Alex. <sighs> All right, well, I, I guess the short version would be... And we be, call him Barty Barn because he has attended Barty Barn before. I mean, I, I go to Barty Barn once, you know, you go only for the summer. So let me let me just preface that. You can only go to Barty Barn during the summer. So it's only open from Memorial Day to Labor Day. What the hell is a Barty Barn? Now, a Barty Barn is this giant circus tent that's just sitting in an open field in the Hamptons out of East on Long Island. Eastern Long Island, the Hampton Bays to be uh, quite specific. And all you got to do is you go in... You give them a cover charge, and it's... What's the cover charge? It's a $20 cover charge. $20 cover charge, right? But 
there are hundreds of people in basketball jerseys and tank tops and, and, and Hawaiian shirts, and it is the perfect day drinking atmosphere for anybody who attends. 90s music. I love 90s music. Giant speakers. And, I love giant speakers. And I'd say about 20 to 30 bars. 20 to 30. I, I like all of those things. Would I fit in? I might be a little too old to go No, nowadays. I don't think you would because there are people who have – this is – keep in mind – What kind is, of beer do they serve? Bud Light. And they do have shots. Right. They do have shots and drinks available, but the Bud Light's only $2, so why would you pass that up? And they're $2. All right, so that makes sense. So they give you $2 beers. There's a $20 cover charge. The reason I bring this up, Bordy Barn is a very ratchet experience. <laughs> we'll talk about more ratchet experiences when we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Here, the BFS. That's Alex Sano. I'm Frank Sample. We'll be back right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Welcome back to the BFS here. Frank Sample with Alex Fasano up in studio today. No Greg Sussman. He's out celebrating his bachelor party. Before the break, I was reminded that Benjamin Franklin did indeed discover electricity. It was not Thomas Edison. Well said, Frank. I would fail horribly at are you smarter than a fifth grader. It's not just like a public school system thing. I actually learned all this stuff. I just don't remember any of it. Admittedly, very bad memory. Probably should stop drinking. Not the best retainer of information. Probably shouldn't go to Bordy Barn anytime soon. To wrap up the Bordy Barn conversation, giant tent, a lot of people drunk. When you drink a beer, they put a yellow smiley face sticker on you, and it's just, it's a a disaster. It's, I use the word ratchet going to break. Urban Dictionary ratchet, it's very, it's sloppy. Sloppy, right? I mean, it's a fun time if you're involved in it. Yeah, of course. uh, I, I think you would. You would thrive there, Frank. I would, I would thrive I think there. You would thrive. Stand up on. They have these like shelvings that you could stand up on oh, and gosh. overlook everything. Like yeah. it's a, it's a great time. I think we need to get the whole crew out there. The whole the whole staff. Yeah, we probably should make something work. <laughs> I mean, Greg Sussman's not the Hamptons works very well for Greg Sussman. Does he's it? very familiar with the Hamptons? Okay. So I, I don't good. know that for a fact. I'm just assuming based on you know his attire at times. A good assumption. Uh, but the Hamptons. All right, we'll have to make our way out there. He doesn't like Bud Light though, so I don't, that's oh, not gonna work. Oh goodness. That's not going to work. He likes fancy, expensive IPA. Tequila, Sunrise. Yeah. And... I like tequila, but. All like right, let's jump into some of, these, uh, some of these future bets. Let's do it. Uh, let's, let's jump in here. You said you have time available tomorrow. You're trying to kill some time. You're going to go out to Jersey. You're going to place these bets. We've been talking a lot about future bets. Uh, admittedly, there is some baseball going on today. I'll give you my best bets for baseball later on in the show. I actually gave you a two-leg parlay last night. Both of those hit. That was the Kansas City Royals money line. That was the Padres the Chris Paddock-led Padres last night, who took a no-hitter deep into that game. Those were the two legs of the uh, of the parlay, and they both hit last night. So I'll give you two more picks tonight that I really like in baseball. Uh, but admittedly, outside of golf, it's kind of a dry time right now. Mm-hmm. So we're looking towards the future. We're start talking a little bit about division winners. We, we threw out the, the Vikings earlier on in the week. Our buddy Big Timer in the chat really likes the Vikings as a, uh, as a sleeper Super Bowl pick. So... Let's start off with what, what are some of the things that you're looking at? Admittedly, you are a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yes, Let, I am. Let's start there with the AFC North. Is that 
Is that something that you're going to look into wagering on tomorrow when you're laying down some futures? So, uh, just again, disclaimer, this is going to be my first time betting anything in my life in terms of sports. I'm going to go on the app. I'm not going to go to the actual sports book. I'm going to use the app. So you're going to see Caucus. I am going to see Caucus. And you're going to use the app. The FanDuel Sportsbook Sports It's exactly what I used to do. So right, if you take the path train Mm -hmm. to Secaucus, you get off. There's a bunch of bars right over there. So you can legit just sit down and drink a couple beers and... They have like promo codes in there for actually for okay. the apps as well. So like, you can use all that stuff. You can use our promo codes as well. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, it's actually not bad. That's something that I've actually done myself. I have to keep that in mind and look out for some good bars. But um, going off that, so I'm looking at the AFC North, and I don't usually like, like I said, I know this is my first sports bet, but I never like to wager with my team. I'm sure a lot of people who who bet feel the same way. But I I'm, ain't betting crap on the Jets <laughs> this year. I'll tell you that. I know right. we all know how you feel about the Jets, Frankie. Yeah. I hope they go 0-16 and fire Adam Gase. But continue, Alex. That's a, that's a big hope. <laughs> um, so Cleveland Browns are sitting at plus... What's more likely? The Jets go 0-16 or they go 16-0? It's an easy answer. <laughs> I, I know 0-16, but I feel like they're not going to go 0-16. So see, I'm, I'm a little yeah. different with you. I, I, I kind of like the Jets heading into Well, you, you're a Steelers fan, so they have, uh, they have one of, one one of, of your, best assets. someone that's close to your heart. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, I keep cutting you off. I know, I know. I'll let you talk this time. <laughs> Go, Alex. All right, AFC North, division winners. If I'm going to bet my team with the Steelers, I'm going to pick winning the division over anything else. I don't want to put them at winning the Super Bowl because if they don't even make the division, they're not going to go to the playoffs, so what's the point? So Steelers are sitting at plus 170 right now to win the division. Browns are plus 135 of the favorite, and you got the Ravens plus 280, and the Bengals, forget it, they're plus 1,800. Andy Dalton's not leading Cincy anywhere, so I know not to even look Oh, how dare you? Come on. I mean... What about Zach Taylor? New head coach. Unless... uh, Tyler Boyd is available uh, in the slot, being the Ravens to the, go to the playoffs. I'm not watching any Cincinnati Bengals game. <laughs> That's fair. No, I mean, come on. They're going to be – I think the offense should at least be fun to watch this year for the Cincinnati Bengals. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. But overall, I agree with you. The Cincinnati Bengals are plus 1,800 to win this division. That is the AFC North. I heard Ga- Gabe ranting and raving this morning about Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. how he hasn't accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. And that the Cleveland Browns are walking around like they're this hot shot team right now. They are the favorite to win this division at plus 135. I actually agree with you and Gabe wholeheartedly. The Browns haven't done it. And I understand that we are projecting forward, and that's a lot of what we do for fantasy football as well. We have to look towards the future. There's a big target on the Cleveland Browns back this year, something that they have not had before. Let's, as great as Baker Mayfield is, as much as I love him this year for fantasy, there's a target on his back. He is somebody who talks a lot. Teams are going to want to go out there and make him pay. This is like, this is a situation like when the, the, the defending Super Bowl champ comes into your building, or for any sport. We've heard this across all sports, right? Uh, you know, when, once the Golden State Warriors started winning their championships, it was harder for them to put up the same type of numbers in the regular season. And, look, they didn't win this year. There's a target on your back once you win before. The Browns don't have that, and they still have a target on their back because of their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. He's making things very difficult for them. I think he's talented. I have question marks about the offensive line. They traded away Kevin Zeitler in order to get Odell Beckham. The offense is going to be awesome. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. Odell Beckham, electric, number one wide receiver. Him and his buddy Jarvis Landry, they played together at LSU. They have a dynamic running back in Nick Chubb, who I know you like a lot because you have him as your keeper in fantasy football. We talk about that a lot together. But there is a target on their back. 
Will the defense show up? They have Miles Garrett. They have Olivier Vernon. So they have the pass rushers. They have Denzel Ward, who at times last year looked like a shutdown cornerback. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. All of these things have to culminate and work together. Is Freddie Kitchens going to be able to keep things from unraveling when Odell Beckham isn't getting the ball thrown his way and he starts throwing temper tantrums or Baker Mayfield's doing stupid stuff in the media and saying stupid stuff in the media? I think it's very lazy to compare him to Johnny Manziel. I understand why people do it. White, spunky quarterback can run a little bit. I think it's kind of a lazy comparison. I said this downstairs. I think on the field, Baker Mayfield is probably closer to Russell Wilson than he is Johnny Manziel, and I understand that that is a that is a high uh, a high praise for him. Sure, but I'm with you, man. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus one seventy to win this division. They have a quarterback who's done it before in Ben Roethlisberger. They have one of the three best offensive lines in the NFL. I think that the defense is going to be better this year. I don't think that the offense really takes that big of a step back. Even with Antonio Brown, I don't want to discount Antonio Brown, but this is a team that just played without Le'Veon Bell, and they didn't miss a beat. I think Juju's going to be awesome. I think Dante Moncrief and James Washington are going to be awesome. I like it. I like it at plus 170. I'm so excited. Uh We heard the closer downstairs. The Browns are still going to win the division. I don't think so. I'm with you. I love the Steelers at plus 170. The biggest thing I want to say with the Steelers, and they've been saying this since the beginning of reports about training camp and prepping for the season and this and that, the one thing, the constant that the Steelers players and coaching staff has said over the weeks, everybody's against us, we're the underdogs, everybody's counting us out, and we love it. We thrive off that. They are actually the underdogs compared to the Browns here. Absolutely. Not like some fake little thing that Julian Edelman made last year. Yeah, we're the underdogs. We're the underdogs. Yeah, New England Patriots and Tom Brady. You have the goat on your team. You weren't underdogs. The Steelers, based on these odds... They are the underdogs. They are underdogs compared to the Cleveland Browns. And they love it. And I love it too. I think this is one of... If you're looking at division winners, I know you're not getting them at crazy odds, but if you look at a team that you're getting at plus money right now, I, don't, I can't find a team that I like more than the Pittsburgh Steelers. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the BFFs. Frank Stanfield with Alex Fasano here in studio. No Greg Sussman for today and tomorrow. He's out celebrating his bachelor party. This is the Action Hour. We were talking about some division winners, potential division winners. Before we get back into the NFL, I'm going to throw it your way, Alex, to give us a little bit of an update here on the British Open. What do you got? So, the day is pretty much coming to an end. Round one is Wrapping up nicely, sitting at first place is J.B. Holmes, the American, at minus five. He's five under. Shane Lowry, who's been holding the number one spot all day. The Irish lad. The Irish man, Shane Lowry. He's at minus four under, uh, two. And you got Webb Sampson, Sergio Garcia, Alex Norin, all three under. You know, they're kind of dancing around the third place spot. But you just asked me where uh, your boy Rory. Hey, I want to hear where some of the big heavy the big hitters hits. were. 
Give me Rory, Rory McIlroy right now through round one of the British Open. What do you got? Rory McIlroy sitting at eight over, tied for 150th. Is that is that bad? That is pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. He was the favorite heading into this thing. Rory McIlroy at plus eight right now through round one of the British Open. You mentioned there was someone right around him as well. Who might that be? Yeah, tied for 144th, sitting at seven over. Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. The fan favorite. At seven over right now through the first round of the British Open. Uh, where does Brooks Kepka land? Now, Brooks Kepka. I know he was one of yep. the betting favorites for he this. He is uh, still in this. Tied at third, sitting at three under. All right, all right. So he's showing up so far. Look, we there's a lot there's a lot of golf to play. All but, uh, not really a great start there for Tiger Woods and specifically Rory McIlroy, who was the betting favorite here. But in, the, in the British Open. Off of that, Brooks is still sitting at plus 450 to win the whole thing. And he's at three under now, tied for third. Okay, so that's live betting. Live betting. All right. The, they, so the day is pretty much over. So the standing, the top standings right now are not necessarily going to change. The closest guy okay. who's still going is Ashton Turner. He's tied for third with three under. He's on hole 14. So... Are you going to throw anything down on golf tomorrow I was while you're out there in Jersey? about it. You know, Brooks at 450, I mean, if I throw a couple shekels on that, he's still in this thing. He's probably the only uh, big-name American that we – well, Webb Simpson's up there too. But, like, he's uh, he's competing his heart out, and, and he, he has a knack for winning championships. So a couple shekels on Kepka couldn't hurt. There you go. That is the British Open update with Alex Fasano <laughs> here on the BFS Action. Now, I want to jump back into some football – you mentioned during the break, Alex, that you were looking at some Super Bowl champion futures yes. as of now. I threw two of these in before the season last year. I had the Chargers and the Rams. Both teams made the playoffs. Obviously, the Rams made the Super Bowl. The Chargers looked like they were poised to go deep, ran into the buzzsaw that is the New England Patriots. Oh, boy. Of course, Phillip Rivers' arch enemy, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, just can't figure those two out. So I think... I don't want to have recency bias and just fade the Chargers, but as someone who has bet on the Chargers in the past, I feel like I don't know that it's ever going to happen because in the postseason, I just we we've seen enough of Philip Rivers at this point where I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. I mean, are, are there, right. is that one of the teams you're, that you might be looking at? I the was Chargers? thinking that they're sitting at plus nineteen hundred right now to win the Super Bowl, but I wish there was a a way to bet making the Super Bowl with FanDuel. Unfortunately, they don't have that option. Well, you can you can do to win the AFC Championship. They yeah. have the Chargers at plus 750 for that. That's I like but that. But that would also require them to beat the New England Patriots. <laughs> exactly. And who are the, who so are you're probably better off betting on someone to make it to the NFC Championship uh, if you're not betting on the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I got, I'm looking at the Saints. To, just, how do you bet against the Patriots at this That's point? the thing. And they're sitting at 700, too, so you might as well grab them now while they have the value. Yeah. The but, Patriots 7-1 to win... Super Bowl 54 this season, which will be held in uh, Miami. I'll tell you one team who will not be in the Super Bowl. Adam Gase's former team. That would be the Miami Dolphins. They're hosting the Super Bowl. <laughs> There's virtually no chance of them making the Super Bowl, let alone winning the Super Bowl. They actually have the worst odds at plus 15,000. Yes, I love it. <laughs> that would be 150 to 1 five bucks on the Miami on. Why Dolphins. Not? I don't think that Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzmagic is going to uh, is going to make that happen. Who were a few teams that you were actually looking on throwing some money down here so to win the Super Bowl? Considering the Saints, obviously, because they were one play away from uh, making the Super Bowl. And again, I do I do agree with 
betting on NFC teams more so than AFC. Yeah, I just don't really want to bet against the Patriots. You're absolutely right. And even even without the Patriots, you look at the Chiefs, who I'm also considering for the Super Bowl championship. They're sitting at plus 800. And you said it. The AFC is just filled with the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Steelers. You know, I had to throw them in there. Um, it's just, it, you're right. The NFC teams are the way to go. So the Saints at plus 900. I'm looking at even, I know this might sound crazy, but the Bears at 1,700. I, I think their defense could carry them a little bit, and I like Mitch Trubisky heading into this season. You said it a little bit earlier in the day. He's not the best quarterback, but he's a game manager, and he could run around a lot. He uses his legs very well. Uh, so I kind of like the Bears sitting at the plus 1,700. Um, even you said it before, if you're looking back at the division winners, uh, the NFC North is wide open. So you got the Vikings to win the championship at plus 3,000. Yep, and we spoke about that earlier in the week. Myself and the closer, Chris Venture, you're getting them at 30-1 to 1 right now. Plus 3,000 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I know our, our buddy, big timer in the YouTube chat, has placed a $750 wager. On the Vikings. On the Vikings. You're that would kidding. pay out over $18,000 if they win. So, uh, fair to say he'll be throwing out a few skull chants this season when it comes to uh, the Minnesota Vikings. I'll, I'll throw an NFC team your way. Sure. How about them Cowboys? <sighs> I, you know, I was going to say them because they're right next to the Bears. 25 to 1, plus 2,500. Legitimately, look, they made it to the postseason last year. They made it past the Seattle Seahawks, partially thanks to Brian Schottenheimer thinking that, you know, we're playing football in the 1970s and they're just running the football when Russell Wilson is the highest paid player on that team, one of the highest paid players in the NFL. So the Cowboys have the Seahawks to thank for that. They ran into the Los Angeles Rams, couldn't get past them. But I look at the Dallas Cowboys, it's kind of similar to the Chicago Bears. I heard you mention the Chicago Bears at plus 1,700. I don't love those odds because I think when you need your quarterback to make a play, I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. You trust a little Dak over Mitch? I think he's kind of in a, he's in a similar range, but I do trust Dak a little bit more. I think if you have both of those guys as, as quarterbacks... And you're, and you're asking me which one, if you need a quarterback to drive down the field and win you a playoff game, who do you trust more between Dak and Mitchell Trubisky? I trust I Dak that. Prescott. And that's just me. But he hasn't necessarily done it. He still needs to progress as a quarterback, as a passer. It seems like at times he's a little bit too scared to turn the ball over so he doesn't take chances. He's got to take more of those chances. He can make plays with his legs. Hopefully Zeke is on this team. But... I heard uh, Greg talking about it yesterday, that he expects Zeke to play this season, that he's not going to hold out. I think that they have a very good defense as well. And that's what it comes down to, right? So when you get to the postseason, if you could play good defense and you can run the ball and keep an opposing really good quarterback off the field like a Drew Brees, like a Russell Wilson, or keep an offense off the field like a like the Los Angeles Rams, they couldn't do it last season. But I think the Dallas Cowboys at 25-1 to are an interesting team. You know, going off that, you said it. Defense is the biggest player in this. And and you're looking at the defensive depth chart. I mean, Van Der Esch, who had a great season last year. Byron, Phenomenal season. Byron Jones. Xavier Woods in the secondary for this team. It, you're right. Dallas should be a team to consider. And you're right. You got them at 25-1 to 1 odds. A couple shekels on the Cowboys. As much as I don't want to throw it on the Cowboys because, A. You don't want to have to root for the Cowboys. Exactly. I am a Steelers fan. I don't want to root for the Cowboys. But even if I wasn't a Steelers fan, is that I don't an, want to Is that an actual Cowboys. rivalry? Yeah, kind of is, right? I mean, like, they've been just because like, they're the two like, storied, most storied franchises. And... You consider America's team, and I know yeah. a lot of people are going to disagree with me with this, but America's team today is not just the Cowboys. The Steelers, 
the Eagles, <laughs> don't <and> make, <laughs> even the Patriots. Don't make I me call throw. the executive during the break. You can call whoever you'd like. <laughs> but you look at the fan bases and, and you just see the support that they get worldwide even because now football is a global sport. Yep. I mean, you see the Steelers fans, you see the Eagle fans, because Eagles specifically because of the new Super Bowl, but the Steelers and the Cowboys, two of the most traditional and historical franchises in the league. Yeah, there's no doubting that. Um, Would but, you put the Jets in that mix? I'm just kidding. I don't think you can. I mean, what is it, 67 they were <laughs> 69, get it there right. Go, Come 69, on. Super Bowl three. Super Bowl three. Mets, Jets year, I know. Yeah, 1969. As a Mets fan, I feel you. So that's, I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't even a twinkle in my father's eye in 1969. And I was? <laughs> no, you were not. My father was three. <laughs> but at least you've seen the Steelers win. That's true. I, I do not take that for granted. I'm very humbled to Come see on, two man. Super Bowls. Two Steelers Super Bowls in my life. Honestly, the the deep playoff run that the Jets had under Rex Ryan, back-to-back years they make the AFC Championship, of course losing to your Pittsburgh Steelers. 2009. Uh, I remember that game. Uh, you, Alex. You want to know a funny story about that game? Who'd you sure. guys uh, – not even that game. The the year after that, or or a year around that, you guys got knocked out of the playoffs one year, week sixteen, seventeen, by the Bills. Correct? Yes, that was week and seventeen. That was, uh, Never forget week seventeen. I believe Ryan the, uh, Fitzpatrick. Ryan Thanks, Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And uh, for nothing, a quarterback by the name of uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, that's correct. And uh, right after that game, we made the playoffs, the wild card spot because of you guys. So uh, I said to my dad, and I said, you know what, we got to get a Tyrod Taylor jersey to celebrate. <laughs> so I have a white. Red, white, and blue pinstripe, a white, beautiful Buffalo Bills, Tyrod Taylor jersey sitting in my closet because he knocked you guys out of the playoffs. That, that, that is so day. random. But, look, I can't blame you. Um, that run where the Jets got eliminated by Ben and the Steelers was my most fond memories of being a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be able to knock out Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in the same playoff, dude, like, there's nothing like it. And it was Mark Sanchez. Yep, of all people. <laughs> I mean, it was just Smash Mouth football. It was Thomas Jones, Rex Ryan, Ladanian Tomlinson ch- chipping in as well. I mean, that that were those are my most fondest memories of being a Jets fan. I you know I have close friends of mine that are Patriots fans, so watching that game with them and beating look, honestly, it was it sucked that they got knocked out by the Steelers, your Pittsburgh Steelers. But it was almost like they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you, you eliminated Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in the same playoff run. It was phenomenal. Uh, just I Greg, haven't seen much of that since, but. Greg Sussman got at me for uh, coming in the next day saying, the Steelers beat the Patriots this year. The Steelers beat the Patriots. Well, if they did it in the playoffs, it would have been it a little, little different. different. I have to agree with Greg. I mean, <laughs> regular season game, eh. Fair enough. Eh. That's Alex Pisano, Frank Sample. We'll be back right after the, ba- the break. Talk about some more futures. I got some MLB, some NBA stuff. We'll do that here. The BFFs on the Fantasy Sports Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, 
Place your first bet and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, Alex. What did you end up with here as your final bets that you're going to be placing tomorrow? All right. So we got three future Super Bowl champion bets. We got one division winner. We're going to go with the Chiefs, the Saints, the Cowboys, and the Steelers to win the division. All right. It's not bad. I like it there. You know, the Chiefs, I mean, look, you could argue that they should have won that game against the Patriots. 100%. I mean, they didn't 100%. get a chance to touch the ball. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, everyone's going to make the argument, well, play better defense. Don't put yourself in that position then. All right, I get it. They fired their de- defensive coordinator. We're hoping that the defense is better this year. But, I mean, just from a pure football perspective, we wanted to see that game go for as long as humanly possible. I mean, that was just a ridiculously fun game to watch between Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going up against Tom Brady and the Patriots. So hopefully, and, you know, we're probably destined to see that once again this year, whether, you know, it's in the AFC Championship sure. or earlier on in the postseason, but we're probably going to see that once again. And, you know, the Chiefs came close. They came within, you know, uh, that, a play. A, a, a play, you know, a drive, a an flip. overtime drive, a, a coin flip of of beating the New England Patriots and being in the Super Bowl. So I don't think that that's – if you're going to bet on someone in the AFC, you know, the Chiefs and their offense, the way that the NFL is trending, I know everyone says, you know, defense wins championships. you got to get to the championship. The way you get exactly. to the championship, you need an electric offense. The Chiefs have one of, if not the best in the NFL. So I don't, I don't hate that one. And then, obviously, I talked you into the Dallas Cowboys. I think that they have – you know, one of the three best defenses in the NFL. Dak Prescott has to make uh, has to take that next step, obviously, and we need Zeke Elliott to not hold out. And then your other one was the New Orleans Saints. The Saints, yes. I mean, hey, pass interference. We all saw it last Absolutely. year. Uh, they have a really good defense as well. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Everything is in place here for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so yeah, I like those. I could, I could get behind those. Uh, I'm probably going to put in my bets closer to when the season starts. Sure. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully the odds don't change all that much, but um, hey, I mean, if you want to just just to throw it out there, injuries too. are going to happen during training camp, and things are going to happen that Absolutely. are going to end up affecting the odds Absolutely. here. Obviously, speaking of odds, if you want to go division winner, just the Cowboys instead of going all the way to the Super Bowl, they're at plus one forty to win the division. Eagles are minus one ten. Okay, yeah, I've been talking about the Eagles. I still, you still like the Eagles to win all the things division, considered. Huh? I like the Eagles to win the division. If I if I were betting on it, if I were betting on it, I would say I agree with them being the favorite okay. to win. But I've, what I've also said about the Eagles is that there is a lot of volatility involved. They have a high ceiling because of Carson Wentz and that elite offensive line, and I think the defense bounces back. But there's also a big downside because Carson Wentz does have this serious back injury, and they don't have Nick Foles anymore. They don't really have that competent backup quarterback that they've had in years past. So there's more volatility involved with the with the Philadelphia Eagles, but all you got to do is make it. you got to make it into the postseason, and then you give yourself a shot. And I think the Dallas Cowboys would have a pretty good shot. At that point, I'm going to throw a few MLB futures your way that I really like that I've been looking at here. All right. The National League East, and I actually talked about this with a few people downstairs in the pit. I talked about this two months ago. You could have got the Washington Nationals to win the division at plus 1,700. Really? 
right now they are plus 700. They are hot. They were at some point, at that point, they were, I think they were 12 games out of the division. People don't realize how long the baseball season is. They see, you know, in the month of May or June, a team that's 10 games out, 12 games out, and they say, oh, it's over. There you go. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, let's already crown the Atlanta Braves the National League East champions. I like the Nash, I, I like the Atlanta Braves, and they had, keyword had, a 12 game lead in the division. Now, over the course of two months, a month and a half, the Washington Nationals have cut that lead in half to six games. What's stopping them from, right now it's July 18th, we have another month and a half of football, uh, baseball to play. What's stopping them from cutting that again? Cutting that six games? I mean, you, it, it sucks because I loved it at plus 1,700 and I would have threw it in then. I still like it now. It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I should have done it when the odds were higher sure. because I had trust in this team. I had the Washington Nationals making it to the World Series really? against the Houston Astros before the season. Really? I mean, this is a team with Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. I mean, you are going to be hard-pressed to find a better one, two, three in baseball at the top of your rotation. I, I love the Washington Nationals right now, throwing a few down on them at plus 700 to win this division, even, you know, being six, six and a half games out. Yeah, I mean, you said it, Frank, plus 700 with the Nationals. And you want to know something crazy? You probably already know this. Next four games the uh, Nationals plays against the Braves. I mean, that's going to be a huge swing. You want to jump in on you that can... now. If they four, if they sweep the Braves four games, this is down to, like, plus 200. Two-game difference. Plus yeah. 300. That's what you're looking at. Yep. So that's a great call there. I mean, they're, I mean, they're probably not going to <laughs> sweep them four in games. In Atlanta. You never know. But if they were to hypothetically sweep them four games, this number goes from plus 700 to probably plus 300. Most likely. Realistically. And Max Scherzer is expected to return over the weekend for one of these starts. You know, last night was a bad loss for the Nationals. You can't lose to teams like the Baltimore Orioles. You have to capitalize on those games. I realize that. But, you know, the same thing could be said about the other team that I'm going to bring up right now. The Cleveland Indians. You could have got the Cleveland Indians at like plus 800 to the win the division a month ago because they were 10 games out. Don't look now. They're four games out. They're four games out. The Twins had a 10-game lead. Who is trusting the Minnesota Twins pitching staff right now? I mean, Jake Odorizzi got hurt. He was pitching awesome. He started to regress. I don't trust this Twins pitching staff. Now, maybe they go out there and... They trade for a starter. They still have Jose Barrios. He's been a little bit more inconsistent over the past month or so. Maybe they go out. You heard them link to like a Marcus Stroman, a Madison Bumgarner. That helps. I just don't know. Much like the Washington Nationals, the Cleveland Indians, if Corey Kluber can get healthy, they have Kluber, they have Clevenger, they have Shane Bieber. That might be second to the Washington Nationals in all of baseball in terms of a 1-2-3 punt. I mean, it's a very good 1-2-3. When you have those pitchers at the top of your rotation, as Kevin Garnett would say, anything is possible. <laughs> I mean, you're right. So I, I like those two. If I'm just looking at division winners, I would have done it like a month ago just because of the odds that you were getting. Baseball is a very, very long season. Yeah, I mean. The Indians and the Washington Nationals. That's what I'm looking at. I so like win it. their respective I divisions. like it. I mean, I like it. You, you got the Indians at plus 350 right now, unfortunately. But those are still really good odds. And you're looking at the schedule, too. They got a game tonight against the Tigers. Then they got a series against the Royals the Blue Jays, and the Royals again. All winnable series. Very much winnable series. So if the, the Indians hit a hot streak, 
They can close in on this division. They're on a hot streak. If they can keep riding the hot streak. Oh, look now. Jose Ramirez. Yes, that Jose Ramirez, the one that burned everybody in fantasy baseball. I'm looking at you, Constantine, longtime friend, listener of the program. He drafted Jose Ramirez everywhere. Got burned by him. He's turning it around over the past month. The guy's batting over 300. Finally coming around for Jose Ramirez. So I'll throw those two out there as well. We're talking about futures, the Cleveland Indians, the Washington Nationals. Alex, I'm going to throw you on the spot. We're oh completely switching gears here. Oh, boy. Don't be too nervous. I'm You'll be so all right here. freaking out. If you had to bet on one player to win the NBA MVP for next season, who would you bet on? <sighs> not looking at odds? Not looking at odds. Before you look at the odds. All right, I'm not going to look at the odds. If I had to pick one player to win MVP, I have to go with a back-to-back title. Back-to-back. You're going with the chalk. Going with the chalk. Giannis, the Greek freak. The Greek Freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, so if I were asking you who was the favorite, you would have got that correctly. He's plus 270 right now. So, yeah. I mean, look, he's the favorite. I mean, you're not getting great odds. I mean, James Harden's number two at plus 550. The reason I bring this up is because uh, there was an update yesterday. I got an update from Bleacher Report that said, uh, here are the latest MVP odds from, uh, from Caesars Palace. Okay. So I'm looking over at the FanDuel Sportsbook, and I thought, you know, all right, NBA MVP futures, kind of in the news based on that update from Caesars Palace. So I look over at the FanDuel Sportsbook, and you know who's jumping off the page to me? Nikola Jokic at plus 1,300. Wow. And I'm going to explain my logic for this, Alex. Go and ahead. you tell me if I'm crazy. Hit me. We know how great LeBron James is. We know how great Anthony Davis is. We know how great Kawhi Leonard is. Those are three of the top six candidates to win the MVP this year. They all have higher odds than Nikola Jokic to win it. While those guys are probably, most likely better than Nikola Jokic, the NBA MVP is a regular season award. So I'm looking at those three specifically, and I think that LeBron's going to get time off this year. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Davis is going to get time off this year. It wouldn't be, It would not surprise me one bit if... We stagger this at some point where if we have back-to-backs, LeBron plays one game, Anthony Davis sits out the other, and then the next night Anthony Davis plays, LeBron sits out the other. That would not surprise me one bit. And while we're on that topic, Kawhi Leonard played 60 games last year, and he he won the NBA championship with the Toronto Raptors. Don't you think that the Los Angeles Clippers are going to do something similar to what the Toronto Raptors just did? It worked. It worked for them. I think that we see some load management here for all three of these guys, and that's going to affect, they're probably all going to finish in the top four seats in the Western Conference, but I don't think that that ultimately they care about the regular season all that much. I think that the Denver Nuggets finished with the best record in the Western Conference, Alex. They finished second, right? And they finished second. No, no, they finished with the... Second best Western Conference record, I believe. Or no, well, they were first. No, they were first. Uh, the Warriors were second. Yeah, they were first. They finished the first. Wow. So I think they do that again this year. Okay. They bring back everybody. I don't I don't worry about the Denver Nuggets resting any of their players. I don't worry about load management there. I think Nikola Jokic at his age just continues to get better, puts up monster numbers this year. The Denver Nuggets finished with the best record in the Western Conference. And because of that, Nikola Jokic wins the NBA MVP. What do you think about that? 
I, I like where your your head's at that they're going to try and you know give a little bit of a break to whoever they can. But the thing is, the whole point of the the NBA this year is I feel like everyone's going to be watching and everyone's going to be looking at these duos and everybody's going to tune in to see LeBron play and Paul George play and whoever they're playing with. So I don't know how much they're going to sit the two of them like that. I feel like if they're going to sit them, they're going to sit both of them and give the people what they want. They're going to play. Two at a time because the people are paying to see LeBron James and Anthony Davis play their game. They're going to pay to see uh, Gordon Hayward and, and uh, who's in Kemba Boston Walker. now? Kemba Walker in Boston. So I think that the, the duos this year, everything's going to be kind of like a duo format, so to speak. But I like where your head's at. I mean, like you said, the Denver finished first. So Jokic was the driving force of that team. I think you, you, you got the good odds at 1,300. You know, I, I'm just thinking with Giannis because he said he doesn't want to be called MVP no more. So his head is, is in the right spot. And he knows what he has to work on, obviously, in terms of shooting and becoming a better outside shooter. I hear what you're saying. My one counter to that would be, like, it's never stopped teams from resting players before. They don't Like, San Antonio Spurs had a duo last year in DeMar DeRozan and and LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, I mean, the Spurs still rest players, right? It's it's just like, you know, when have they ever cared about the the fan, the working man coming to watch people play before? Like, there's always been eyes on basketball. I think they do a great job in terms of marketing their players and their stars. And their product, my one counter to that would just be, it's never maybe, stopped them. Maybe before. in L.A. it might be a little different. Flashy Hollywood. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That is Alex Fasano. I want to thank you, Alex, for joining me of today course. on the show, a.k.a. The Faz, a.k.a. Bordy Barn. Bro Jokic at plus 1,300 to win the MVP. That is one of my bets for the future. Frank Stanfield for Alex. The BFFs will be back tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.